just turn around and say hello to someone while I get myself uh, organized here? Good morning, everyone. These are a chatty bunch today. Good morning, everyone. Hey, it's so good to uh, see have so many here this morning, to see you all here. And I'm looking out, and there's a lot of faces I have never seen before. Um, and that's brilliant. That's wonderful. And we've just had the most uh, special time uh, in God's presence. And he's just so kind that he's not a God who's just far off but he's a God who, who draws near uh, to us. Um, and just before I begin this morning, I'm just going to ask us to just to jump to your feet for a moment, um, if you're able. And just for, for where we're at this morning and for what I sense the Lord wants to say and wants to do, um, sometimes there's things that only make sense in the context of his presence. And so we're just going to take a moment just to wait. Like God's been here. Um, we've encountered his presence. But we're just going to take a moment to wait and ask him to increase his presence. And just that he would come and he would rest upon us this morning. So if you just want to close your eyes, still your hearts, open your hands. Uh, and just, just be ready to, to receive him, ready to meet with him. So Lord, I just thank you that you are here in this place. Father, I just pray and ask, would you increase your presence among us? Would you increase our awareness of your glory and your holiness in this place, Lord? Let us not rush on this morning, Lord. We want to wait for you to come. more, Lord, more of your presence, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You just want to take your seats and just stay in this, this attitude, stay in this posture of, of his presence and it seems to be the theme of the, of the morning, um, but Kind of the nature of my, my message today um, is a little different. Um, it's not what I would normally do. Um, and normally, um, how I would prepare, just to kind of give you some behind the scenes, a wee bit of how my mind prepares for speaking, um, usually will be John uh, will send us a, a passage of scripture. Um, what I'll do then is I'll go away and I'll, I'll, I'll be reading that. Uh, and as I'm reading that, I'm asking Holy Spirit, 
what do you want to say? What do you want to do? That's the first place I'll start. Holy Spirit, what, what, what is the emphasis? What do you want me to lean into out of, out of this scripture, out of this passage? And then once I get a sense of what I feel God wants to say, then I'll start to work through the verses or work through the themes or whatever that looks like. Uh, and when John sent me the, the passage of scripture uh, for this morning, um, it was almost like I, I immediately knew that today was going to look a little different. That it wouldn't, um, the approach to how I would prepare and share would, would just be different today. And it's not going to follow my usual flow or, or usual format. And so today our, our scripture, our passage is Joshua chapter 6, which is the, the battle of Jericho. And I'm sure many of you in the room will be aware of that story. Even if you aren't, are a bit unfamiliar with the specifics, you'll, you'll understand the overarching story. Um, uh, and when I was preparing, I felt like God said to me that it's, we're not going to be working through this passage verse by verse or anything like that. Um, so we're not going to be doing that this morning. We're staying in our series. We're in a series at the moment called Set Apart, um, where we've been looking at the journey of the children of Israel from Egypt uh, th- through to the promised land. And obviously we're picking up the story today. Um, the children of Israel are outside the city of Jericho. They've just crossed over and they're just in the They've just crossed over the Jordan and they've just set foot in the promised land. Um, and this morning, um, I believe that God has given me a prophetic word uh, for us here as a church family, uh, but also for uh, the city. Uh, and this scripture of the battle of Jericho of Joshua 6, I believe that's like a prophetic picture or a prophetic metaphor of what God is doing uh, among us here uh, in our church family cornerstone, but also within the city and sort of the wider region. So that's kind of the, the, where we're going this morning. That's kind of what this is going to look like. Um, over the last couple of weeks, um, like Carolyn and Beverly and David have, have been speaking so well. And uh, as you hear what, what I feel like the Lord's put in my heart, uh, you, you, could, you, be, you could be forgiven for thinking that I've prepped this sermon this week. Uh, when actually, as a matter of fact, um, I've been kind of carrying this word for about, since the middle of June. And it just, all it reveals is that we're all drinking from the same well. Um, that we're drinking from the well of Holy Spirit. And he has been actually saying similar things to a lot of us. Um, and it's just been beautiful for me to sit and so encouraging to see like the, what I feel like Lord's been saying. He's been also saying it through other people as well, um, which is really, really good. Um, uh, the other thing I want to say, I, I just kind of sense this morning, kind of with the way things have went within worship, um, that actually God's maybe going to start meeting some of you in the room as I'm speaking. Um, maybe like his presence is actually going to start to meet with you. Um, and that may be a, bit, a little unusual or uncomfortable. It's not something that we maybe talk about a lot um, in, our, in our moments, our gathered moments here. But I just want to encourage you that if, if God starts to meet with you, Maybe you just start. You might just start to cry. He might just break your heart for something. Um, you might just get a sense of a real sense of heat, a real sense of peace. And I just want to say, if God begins to meet with you as I'm speaking, I would just want to encourage you. You don't have to wait to the end to respond. But actually, we've got space at the front here. And if you if if you feel so led, there's no pressure on this. But if you feel led to respond, you can come and you can kneel at the front. Um, that's that feels like the kind of morning it is. It kind of feels how God's moving in the room. Um, so uh, you may as well, for those of you who are family here, you'll also realize that I have no laptop here. 
I, I don't have any notes this morning. Um, that is not my choice, trust me. Uh, that is so uncomfortable. That is so, um, yeah. Uh, but I really felt the Lord say to me, Greg, no notes today. You've no notes today. You've got to lean in to what I want to say, to what I want to do. Uh, and we have a saying around here, it's like, I'd rather look foolish to you than be disobedient to him. Um, so can I ask for a bit of grace this morning? Yeah, is that cool? Um, if my uh, thoughts don't uh, flow as succinctly um, or as coherently as I would like um, or as you would like, please give me a little extra grace. Um, and how I think this is going to look, um, just before we get into it, is basically we're just going to set the context of the story, uh, of the passage and the bigger story. Um, look at what God's saying to the people then, what he's saying to us today and how we're going to respond to what he's saying. Um, so uh, you can stay seated, but I'm going to pray real quick because um, um, need, I need prayer today. Jesus, uh, Jesus, help. Jesus, would you help me this morning? Can you help us this morning? Father, I just pray that this would be your words, uh, not my words. And even right now, I pray you'd open our eyes to see you this morning. Open our ears to hear you this morning. You'd open our hearts to receive what it is you're inviting us into. So, Lord, would your presence come? Would you be with us this morning? Just ask this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So we have been uh, working through this series um, called Set Apart um, for a few months now. I don't even know what week we're in. We're well, we're, we're well into the third or fourth month of it. Um, and basically, what, like I said, what we've, uh, we've been journeying is the, the children of Israel um, were in Egypt in captivity. Um, they came, God called them out through Moses, um, and, now, and they're on this journey to the promised land. Uh, but the story actually didn't begin with uh, Moses and Egypt, or the children of Israel and Egypt. It actually began in Genesis with Abraham. Um, and basically, Abraham and his wife Sarai, they... Um, they couldn't have kids. Uh, God came and he promised that, they, that Abraham would be a father to many nations. And he says that all nations on the earth will be blessed through you. And so kind of our context, our strapline, I suppose, for this series has been that we uh, are the people of God uh, set apart. We're set apart for God um, for the sake of the world. So we are a people who are set apart onto God to be a blessing to our neighbor and a blessing to the nations. And that's kind of what everything has been about, that we are a people who are set apart onto God. Uh, And from that very moment, um, this promise that God gave them, it wasn't just a promise uh, that was sort of ethereal, like, oh, you'll, you'll have many nations, but they actually promised them land. That There was a moment where Abraham was in a land called Canaan, and God says, I will give this land to you and to your descendants. And from that moment forward, down through the generations, uh, from Abraham to Isaac to Jacob to Joseph, then right through the 400 years they're in slavery, right through the 40 years they're in the wilderness, they have been carrying this promise and they have been looking to this promise. Everything in their life is shaped by this promise, the promised land, the promise of our own land, the promise of our own place, the promise that we'll no longer be a nomadic people, a wandering people, that we will have a place to call home. And that has been like the, the ongoing thing that's 
consistently at the forefront of their minds the whole time, that they would be a people who would have a place where God would dwell among them and this would be their land. So basically what's going on is they're, they're on this journey and it's a, this journey of pursuing the promise of God, getting into the promised land. That's everything that they've been at. Um, and Beverly spoke a couple of weeks ago about um, the, the people of Israel have crossed over um, into the land. Uh, David spoke last week about um, the people circumc- getting circumcised, recommitting covenant with God. Um, and then today we pick up the story at, at Joshua chapter 6. Um, and basically what, what God comes and he says to Joshua is, so now that you've got Jericho, so Jericho was this massive fortified city. Um, you can ask David Gamble if he's back next week for all the information because he, he said he watched a documentary, so he'll know all the crack about it. But what I do know is it was a fortified city. There was double walls. It had never been uh, penetrated before. It was, like, it was impregnable. It was like a fortress. And this was the very first place that God brought them to. Um, so God's uh, master plan, his strategy, um, sounds a bit foolish to us. Um, it often does. Uh, and what, what God says is he says, right, here's what I want you to do. Here's how you're going to take the city. You're going to get all the fighting men, get the army, and you're going to walk around the city every day for six days. You're not allowed to shout. You're not allowed to do this. You just walk. Just walk. Uh, and then on the seventh day, you're going to walk around the city seventh, seven times, and on the seventh time, you're going to shout, and the walls are going to come down. And that's, that's God's strategy. Um, and what I want to say is that what, there's, there's lots of things we could say about, about Jericho and what it represents. Uh, but for me, Jericho uh, is, is like a Kairos moment, which is a moment that changes history. That this is a definitive moment for the children of Israel. Uh, this battle changes everything for them. Their lives would never be the same after this moment. And what Jericho represents, they've been looking to the promise, looking to the promise, looking to the promise of their own land. And once Jericho falls, now they're living in that promise. So it completely shifts it from their looking, looking, looking to the future to now they're actually living in the future. It's like the future breaks into the present. Um, and Cornerstone for, for our church family and for the city, I believe that we are living in a Jericho moment. We are living in a moment where history is about to be shifted, that things are never going to be the same again for us and for our city. And I know these are big words, but I believe them with all my heart. I believe them with all my heart that God is on the move in our city. And we have been, uh, as a people, as a church family, pretty much since the church started in the late 90s or mid 90s, there's always been this call that the church was, was, was set apart for the city. The city has always been the focus. For those of you who've been here from the very beginning, you know that the city was always the focus. It was never about building a big church. It was never about having a cool church. It was never about being the best church. It was about seeing our city transformed. And that's the very DNA. That's the very heart of, of who we are. Uh, and even since I've been, I've been around here for about 12 years now, there's always been this air of expectancy. There's always been this sense that God wants to come and move. God wants to pour out revival. God wants to do something beyond our wildest dreams in this city. 
that has been just always been that stirred in the background, irrespective of what was going on, irrespective of the good times, the bad times, the hard times. There's always been this sense that God loves dairy and he has got significant things in store for it. And it didn't just start with Cornerstone, but actually Derry itself as a city, I don't know if you know this, some of you will, was founded by a man called St. Columba. Um, it's a monastic settlement, which means it was, it was the, the very first thing that was built here was a monastery. So Derry, from its very foundations, from its very birth, has been a city set apart for God. It's been set apart for God. That's, that's, that's who it is. That's what it is. Um, and the, even its name speaks of prophetic purpose. Uh, Derry or Dura in the Irish means oak grove. Um, and I believe that speaks to the prophetic purposes of the city from Isaiah 61, where it says, um, And they shall be for me oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of a splendor. Basically, it's a city that has been set apart as righteous to display the glory of God to the nations. I believe that that is the prophetic purpose. That is what Derry was created for. That's its identity. That's what it really is. And we know when we look out now that it's not quite there. And it hasn't been quite there for a very long time. But we're in a moment, I believe, that, I believe this is the, this is the word of God that we are in a moment, we are in a Jericho moment where all these promises that we have been looking to, the future, when's God going to come and move? When's God going to come and move? When's God going to come and move? That actually we're in that moment where we're in process. God has started to move. That we are actually in this process where we've already started to walk around the walls. I don't know if we're in lap one or lap six. I have no clue. God hasn't told me that. But we're in this process. We're in. We're we're in. We're we're already. We've already crossed over the Jordan. We're already in the promised land. Now we just need to take hold of it. Uh, and over the last few few weeks or months around here, we've seen a real significant increase in the Lord's presence uh, in our gathered moments and and the Lord like meeting with people. Uh, some of the stories, we've had people who have just been in, in church, in worship, and God has been just giving them uh, gifts of the Spirit. No one's prayed for them. Nothing's happened. Like, nothing like that we've done's happened. God's just released gifts of the Spirit to them in the services. We just see people um, being drawn to, to us. We've just, there's been loads of, you know, we like encounters where people have just found their way to church. People have prayed with someone or this or that's just happened. And really, what, really what's happened is we're trying to catch up with what God's doing. We're just trying to, we're just trying to get out of the way and let him do what he wants to do. Um, and over the, the last few weeks, um, sort of around the time of iHeart, we I know David mentioned this last week, we had a Sunday night service. Um, and it was, I, I want to say, for those of you that were there, I don't think I've ever been in a moment like it where God moved so powerfully and so intentionally and so intensely among us. Um, people were, honestly, were on their face around the room. They were encountering God. They were crying out. They were weeping. They were, God was just moving in such uh, a powerful and such a special way. And then there was um, a man called Jerry who's part of our church family. Um, and he got up and he felt like that God had given him a, a word in tongues. And basically, the, the, it was one of those moments, if, if, if you've ever experienced that, it's like a holy moment where there's just 
just a silence in the room. And there's just a weightiness in the room. And even if you aren't fully sure what's going on, even if you don't believe that tongues is still for today, he's still in that moment. Everyone's like, wow, God, God's here. He's actually here among us. Uh, and the long and the short of the word was this. He, uh, was, wake up, wake up from your sleep. I have given you the land. All you need to do is take it. All you need to do is take it. And for me, that kind of sums up this Jericho moment where it's like, the land is yours. Now you need to take it. And what I want to say is, do we recognize it? Do we realize it? Do we realize the moment that we are living in? Like, do we? Do we, do we realize what God's doing? It says, I am, he says, I am doing a new thing. Can you perceive it? And the thing is, if you can't perceive what God's doing, it's really hard to receive it and be part of it. So part of this this morning is God saying, I have given you the land. Now you just got to take it that we are in the middle of a Jericho moment and we have to engage differently now than we used to engage. No longer can we say, you know what, God's going to move or we're going to see a move of God in the city. No, we're, God is moving. He is here. He is doing it. We are seeing it. And we've got to engage in a different way. We've got to talk in a different way. Like that's, This is a present thing. It's no longer a future thing. It's a present thing. We're no longer looking to the promise. We're, we're living in it. And we're going to see it increase. And there's going to be a moment in the next little while within church where it's going to be day seven on the seventh lap round. And there's going to be a breakthrough where the walls are going to come down. That's going to happen. And it'll be undeniable. That morning, that's not this morning. Um, we're still doing laps this morning. But there will be a moment coming. Everyone will know. Our city will know. You will know, everyone will know something has changed, something is different, something will never, this will never be the same again. And really, the Lord is just saying to us, do we see it? Do we recognize it? Do we believe it? Do we believe it? Do we believe it? Do we believe it? And then just to, just to read one verse today, um, as we sort of prepare to close. Uh, it's Joshua chapter 6, verse 17. And it says this. It says, And the city and all that is within it shall be devoted to the Lord for destruction. And this word devoted means set apart, that the city will be set apart unto God as holy. Um, and in the times of, of Joshua, uh, it was under the, the old covenant, or the old, it was in the Old Testament. Uh, and how things work then is if you have something that's unholy and something that is holy, when something that's unholy touches something that's holy, that which was holy now becomes unholy, becomes unclean. So the only way to set something apart as holy is to destroy what's unclean. But it's not like that for us because we live in a new covenant. We live in the New Testament times. And it, and it works differently in the New Testament. And we see this in the life of Jesus. When something unholy touches something that is holy, that which is unholy becomes holy. So now it's not devote the city to destruction, it's devoted to transformation. 
because he changed. He takes what's unholy and he makes it holy. And so what he's saying is when this moment comes, when the breakthrough comes, when this definitive breaking through moment comes, what he's asking us is, are we ready to go? Are we ready to go and devote the city to transformation? Are we ready to go and do it? Because if you read this story, God's part is I'll, I'll bring the breakthrough and I'll do it in a way that you would never dream, you'd never imagine. There's no way that you will take the credit for this. I will do this in such a way that it's only I who can get the glory. But then he invites us to participate. And we have to understand there's, we have a responsibility to respond to what he's doing. That he didn't go in and take the city. That was the, that was the people's job. Um, and so God's going to bring the breakthrough, but then it's our, he's, he's, he's assigned us, he's equipped us, he's empowered us, he's asking us, he's calling us to go and be the hands and the feet in the city. He's not going to do that part. He'll be with us and he'll partner with us and he'll move through us, but he needs our partnership to do that. Or at least he invites us into it. He doesn't need us to do it, but that's the way he sets it up. That's the way he wants us to engage with it. That's, that's the way he's, he's orchestrated history that man would partner with him, that we would carry his authority on his behalf. And so really the question for us is, are we going to go? Are we going to go? When he asks, are we, are we going to say yes? Because when that breakthrough moment comes, he's like, right, now you go, take it. It's like he's given us the land, now we have to take it. And there's, there's an invitation, there's a call for, for all of us, for each of us. Are you going to go? Are you going to be part of what God's doing? And what I believe is, I, I believe that God has, has decreed this, that he is already, we're in process, it's happening, and he's going to move, irregardless so the question for us is not whether God will move or God won't move. It's whether will we be part of it or will we watch it happen. And it's a big question. And it's one that all of us will have to answer for ourselves. And there are just moments in history. There's moments throughout the Bible. God's so kind and he's so gracious. And he's a God of multiple chances. And there's, all of us can testify to how gracious and kind he is towards us. But there just are moments in the Bible where a choice must be made. Where it's like, choose this day whom you shall serve. There are just definitive moments where you have to choose. And you can't sidestep it. You can't escape it. You, you have to choose. And I believe this is one of those moments. And I spoke of it there, but and David mentioned it last week about Joshua. And Joshua has this moment where he comes to the people and he says, today you have to choose who are you going to serve. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord, but who are you guys, who are you going to choose? You have to choose. And what I want to encourage each, each of us is, is to respond as, as family, as our own family, as like the Stuart family or the Lockery family or, or the Mooney family or whatever that is, you know. Uh, and here's what I want to encourage us to do. 
And this is serious. This is not just because we need a response. We need something to get people to do. I, I believe there, there's power in this. There's, there's declaration in this. And I wanna, what I want to say is, later today, when you're having either your lunch or your dinner, gather around the table together and make a commitment and says, God, we're all in. As a family, as for me and my house, we will serve you. As for me and my house, we are all in for what you want to do in our city. As for me and my house, we are all in for what uh, you're saying to us as a family. And he's asking you, he's inviting you to do that. And it will make, it might, it might you know, we, we did it yesterday evening, and Ben's just shouting and going mad in the middle of it all. That's fine. It's fine. But, it, but there's intention in it, and I, I believe it makes a difference. I believe God counts it. He'll value it. He'll be like, yeah, I heard that. I seen that. I'll honor that. So that's what I want to do. That's one thing I want us to do, honestly, really seriously. And for those that are listening on the podcast, whatever days pick it up, you do it as well. Because it's for all of us. It's even for those that aren't here today. So we have to make this choice as family, but we also have to make this choice as a church family, as a collective body of, of people. And I know many of you, this is your first time here. Um, but for those of us who were cornerstone as, as family, I, I'm, I am asking today, it's not, it's not a rhetorical question. Are, are we in? Are we all in for this city? Are we in? So when God comes and when God breaks in, are we in? That's good. That's really good. <laughs> that pleases his heart so much. And it's great that we're in as a church, as a, as a body, as a community, but there's also a personal element to this that you're, you're kind of not in by default. Just because the church collectively is, is in for this, is up for this, doesn't mean you as an individual are. And I know this might sound a bit strong and a bit harsh, but I really feel it's a divine invitation today. And even just if you want to get to your feet, because we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna respond and we're going to close up in a little minute because I know time is, is running on. And I believe it's really important that, that we respond as individuals. That I, I, can't get, I can't say yes for anyone but me. You can't say yes for anyone but you. And even though the church collectively as a family we're saying we're in for this, that doesn't mean you as an individual are. And there's a moment um, in Isaiah chapter 6 where, where Isaiah has this, has this incredible encounter with God where he sees God in his glory. And God marks him. And then God is having this conversation in heaven and he says, whom shall I send? And who will go? Uh, and Isaiah's response is, here I am, Lord, send me. Uh, and, and in the Hebrew, uh, the word is hainini, which means that the answer is yes before you even ask. The answer is yes before you even ask. 
The answer is yes before I know what it looks like. The answer is yes before I count the cost. The answer is yes, no matter what. It's like an unconditional yes. It's like, yes, Lord, I'm in for it all, no matter what. And David even mentioned it last week about obedience, that we don't know what's on the other side of obedience. And this morning, I believe God is asking each of us as individuals, are we all in? Are we all in for what he wants to do in this city? Are we all in for what he wants to do in our own lives? If you just want to bow your head and and close your eyes for, for a moment. This is something that it's, it is it is it is serious i can't under underscore that or undermine that this this is a, this is a definitive moment in our city and in our lives as individuals and like i said our our choice will not determine whether God moves or God does not move. He has already decreed that he is on the move he has begun, and the invitation for us is. Will we watch him do it, or will we be part of it? And this morning, there's, there's, there's really only two choices. We're either all in, or we're not in. Because you can't be half in and half out. It's all in, or not in. And this is this is this question is for is for everyone in the room. There's no one that this avoid this escapes. Like for leadership in the room, it's a question that they have to answer as individuals. Are they all in? For staff, for me as on staff, and for us as a staff team as individuals, we have to answer the question: Are we all in? If you serve or in leadership or in leadership with some area within the church, whether it's alpha or small groups or kids or whatever it is, you also have to choose, are you all in? Maybe you've been following Jesus for longer than I've been alive. You still have to ask the question, answer the question, sorry. Are you all in? Even if you're here this morning and you've only been following Jesus for a very short time, the invitation's there for you as well. Are you all in? And the thing is that no one's disqualified from this invitation. This invitation is for each and every person. Even if this is your first time here today, this invitation's for you. Even if this is your first time here in a very long time, this invitation is for you. And God is inviting you to go all in. He's inviting you to be part of what he's going to do in this city. He wants to use you. No one in this room is disqualified. So Lord, I just invite your presence just to come. Come and rest on us, Lord. God, I just pray you begin to mark people in the room, Lord. Come, Lord, and have your way. Come, Lord. Come, Lord. And because of the nature of this, I always find it's very when we when we when we're saying yes to something with God and when we're responding to something that's 
as is of significance and carries weight, that it's always, I find it personally helpful um, to put an action to your faith, to put an action to your words. And I, I'm, I'm going to ask this morning that if you're saying yes to being all in to what God wants to do in your life and in the life of our church family and in the city, I'm going to ask you to come forward. To, to walk to the front, and I know that like, there's only a certain amount of space, but just c- come forward if that's you. Don't don't wait, don't wait. If you're here and you're saying yes, you're going all in for all that the Lord wants to do. I just invite you to come forward. I'm just going to pray for us this morning. Just invite you to come forward. You can keep coming forward. encourage you to be brave. I know there's people here standing and you're saying yes in your heart. But I encourage you to walk forward today. There's times where I would just be like, yeah, if you want to respond in your seat, that's fine. But for today, I think it's important that we come forward. So that you're taking that step. You're stepping into all that God has. So Lord, I just thank you for your presence. I thank you for every person in this room. Lord, I thank you that you invite us to be part of the story that you're writing in our city. God, I thank you that you're moving here, that your presence is here. So God, I just pray for every person in this room who's given you your, their yes, Lord. Holy Spirit, would you come and fall upon them right now? Would you mark them, God? Would you mark them, Father? God, as they lay down their lives before you, as they lay down everything before you and surrender, Father, would you come, would you mark them? Would you mark them, Lord? Would your glory just come upon them, Father? And we say yes, God. We say yes to all that you have. We say yes to all that you're doing. We say yes, Lord. And we know that our yes will be tested. Our yes is always tested. But God, we, we're saying yes this morning. And we resolve. We resolve that when the walls come down, we're going over the walls. We're going. We are going, God. And we are going to see you move in this city in miraculous ways. We are going to see healing. We're going to see deliverance. We're going to see breakthrough. We're going to see a Addictions broken, families restored. We're going to see this happen in our, in our lifetime. We're going to see this happen in the next 12 months, Lord. We're going to see you break in and do miraculous, incredible things. And we thank you for the invitation to be part of it, Lord. And our heart yearns, our heart breaks to see our city transformed. So we say, Lord, would you come? Would you come and mark us, God? Would you come? This be a moment that changes our lives forever that changes the destiny of this city forever, Lord. So Holy Spirit, come. Come, we're just going to wait on you for a a moment, Lord, just to come and mark us this morning. Come, Lord. Come, Lord. Come, Lord. Come, Jesus. Come, Lord. 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 Come, Lord.
Jesus, come, come Lord, come oh God, come Father, come. Lord, Lord, for everyone who's listening to the podcast, this invitation is for you as well. And you don't get the this, you don't get to bypass the question because you're not here. You're going to have to answer that question in your own time. Lord, I just pray for every person who listens to this that you would fall upon them, you would mark them, God, you would set them apart, you would encounter them. God, I just thank you for every person in this room. And we just say, God, increase what you're doing. Increase what you're doing. For those of you who who have kids and feel that you need to go and get your kids right now, I encourage you to go and do that. But for everyone else, if you just stay and receive. Stay and receive what God's doing. If people here as well, if you want to pray, get prayer for anything. Um, so let me pray real quick and then you can go grab your kids Lord I just thank you God oh for your goodness Father you're so good you're so kind God I thank you that you love us I thank you that you love this city God I pray you'd seal in every 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 response this morning you'd seal in every yes And God, you would come and you would equip us and you would empower us to do what you've called us to do, Jesus. That we don't go into this in our own strength, God. We go into it with yours. So Lord, would you come and pour out your power, pour out your authority on every single person in this room who has said yes to you, God. And I send you in the name of Jesus and his authority and his power to go and do what he did to see the kingdom come and Jesus we just ask this in your name